time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. And this week, the special... Amazing stature of the co-host of Cigar Talk, Brian Falconer. Why do you do that, dude? Why do you do that? (laughs) It's like you get enjoyment. (laughs) Seeing me over here just cringing like, quit. Like earlier, I, I, I was like... Uh, what are we gonna say here? Are we gonna, you know, the tones? Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, and he's like, "I got him, I got him." <laughs> Thank you for. I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. How's your week been, man? It, it, it was good. It was good. good, man. It was good. So, I hear rumor somebody's a homeowner. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Appreciate it, bro. It's always good. Yeah. Second round. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wife is excited. Yeah. It'd be her first round. So. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Nah, bro. Happy spouse, happy house. Hey, whatever. <laughs> I was looking at the big picture. No, because I got to be happy too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> tell everybody what you're smoking, man. I am smoking a Christoph Signature Series. As you see, I've been smoking on it, and this, this stick is amazing, bro. It's amazing. Thanks again, Sean. Thanks again, Sean. So I am smoking a special edition Tabanero cigar. You can see that right there. This is the first time I've ever had this one. How is it? Dude, it is good. Ah. You know, when you smoke those cigars that just people ask you, uh-huh. it's just good. It's, that's all you can say. It's, it's, it's just good. I mean, this draw start out at the gate. Good. You know, that's my, you know, we were, we were at the lounge earlier today and Bill was bitching the yeah. entire, oh, you, you yeah. were there. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> and Bill was bitching the whole time he smoked that cigar. He's like, draw's tight, draw's tight. You said, well, try this. And he's like, oh, that's great. He said, that's how that's supposed to be. Well, let you see. And then show everybody what we're drinking, Big Oh, man. Big B. 100%. We got the Woodford Double Double Oak. Double Oak. And, that's one of my favorites. Oh. You know, you introduced me to that one. Oh man! I mean, first of all, you introduced me to Woodford Reserve, mm-hmm. and it was it's solid. Yes, sir. I mean, there's nothing wrong and with it. And then they step up a tier. That is stepped up. Yes. And then who was telling us about that oh, was a, uh, Ed, Ed the double double double? Yes, I'm like, and he said they sell it in a smaller. And then you look at the price. I'm like, damn, for smaller, it's but the same. They, it's the same, but it's a uh, 90, 94 proof. But it gives you the opportunity. To drink the next level up yes. and not spend crazy, crazy money. amount. Yeah. Instead of having to spend 130, you can spend 60. Like 60, 70. Yeah. And get and understand that Wolf Reserve makes a quality product, man. Oh, absolutely. Quality, bro. I'm going to look something up. Uh oh. Right He's right going quick. there. But uh, how is that stick? You just said great. It is really good. And you know what? I thought it was going to be stronger than it is. Uh huh. Which is good, yeah. Because you know I don't really yeah, smoke yeah. a lot of powerhouses that like want to knock your dick in the dirt. But there went the PG thirteen <laughs> end. It wasn't me I this time. That, I think that's PG thirteen. To who? <laughs> me to a Lebuckian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm holding back over here, <laughs> man. You, you do know that Lebuckian is now a word people use. Uh, we had a Patreon come up, Roger. Oh, 
Well, let's look. Okay, after you tell the story, and we were talking, and we was he said a word, and I was like, "That's a weird." Word. He said, "Well, I'm, I'm channeling my inner Lebucky." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah, so, yeah, dude." I was so disappointed that I wasn't able to hang out. I sent him a message today, and I was like, first of all, Roger came by the shop, he had yes. the, this awesome trip that he made, Whew. and he brought us." Eagle rare. rare. Which, Eagle rare. Man. And yes, I mean, sir. when I walked in this, and you know what's so funny? What is is I told you he lied to me. Because <laughs> I said, he said, hey, you want me to pick anything up? And I said, hey, man, you know, you don't have to, yeah. but if you stumble across some Eagle rare, that would be awesome. <laughs> and so when he gets over to Kentucky, he texts me and says, oh, man, I can't get any. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey, no worries. I wasn't expecting anything anyway. Anyway. And then I walk in the day and you're sitting there with Eagle Red. And I'm like, where the, the hell, hell did And that's you exactly get like that? you look. You're like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I was like, Roger. He was like, Roger. I said, yeah. The he said, he got it. And then that's when you told me the story. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he got you, bro. Because when I walked in the other day, he said, I got something for you, but it's for you and Rob. Don't let him know. I was like, oh. And he pulled that out. I was like, ooh. Hey, you know, if I would have been there, he wouldn't, he would be like, can't give it to can't Rob. Give, can't give it to Rob. <laughs> be Brian and Larry will not get it. <laughs> but it was, I mean, he hey, came Roger, up. thank you. Oh, man, he came up. And he told me you two spent <laughs> a couple hours talking. Too many talk. hours. Cop talk, cigar talk. It was the community. Larry was sitting there with us talk, having a conversation, and Larry had to punk out on us. He had to leave. But it was a reason why. He had, he had already stated the reason why he didn't leave. But it was cool, man. I, that's hey, what I love. His Uber showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your ride is here. <laughs> leave me with the keys. <laughs> so, well, that's awesome that you got to visit with yes, Roger. And, you know you know what we should do? We should go down to Fredericksburg. Oh, we got to. Let's do a show down there and go down there He's and meet that, up. With- at that uh, B&B, man. Nice. Called? I can't remember the name. Something on... Uh, don't get mad at me, Roger. I forgot the name of it, but we'll we'll find the name out, man. He's old like we are. Yes. He knows about our age. Yes, yes, yeah, he does. So. But it's just it's it. That's what we want. That's what we we strive for. <laughs> that opportunity whenever we can meet a member, a Patreon, or someone that listens to us to sit down and have those lounge conversations, man. Dude, getting to know Ooh. those guys Ooh. is like the experience that you want. Oh, come on, you know what I mean? Come on, now. it's like I don't know. Why anyone would want to smoke with us? <laughs> but <the> truth, <laughs> I love here. I love finding out about people. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that, walks of life, because everybody has a story. Yeah, I mean, you might have one guy that's a doctor, another guy reams out buttholes of dogs, you know, for pet. That that really took it away from us. You, all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? It was so funny. It's like this morning. You remember Ed was talking about his, his rim and it was messed up. And who was that said, just tell him you want a rib job? I'm like, no. And Ed got this look on his face like, really? Is that what I'm supposed to say? When you go into the place and you got a bent rim, tell him you need a rim job. I was like. You got man, it's you can see Ed. <laughs> I think I, I need a rim job. job. <laughs> so that's life, man. Dude, we love it, and we had a great time this morning. Ooh. Today we had the opportunity Ooh. to have Bill Kalane. Yes, that's what I always say. No, you don't. Anyway, bro. <laughs> anyway, Bill was there, 
And for you guys that don't know, he was the former owner of the Leafs. Yes. And long history there. <laughs> and Bill's like like 140. <laughs> so he has a lot of backstories to go with everything. I think he'd be mad if you called him 140. <laughs> That's double his age. I think he's 71. Yeah. Is that right? 71. Yeah. And so, anyway, just being in the cigar business, you know, 20, 20 years, years ago. Yes. Dude, how many things have changed versus 20 years ago, 25 years ago? And, and like, we don't it. even, well, we don't even know as much because we weren't hardcore mm, cigar nope, smokers nope, back then. Nope. And the conversations he had with us today, the knowledge he was dropping, he was like, man, you got to come on the show. He's like, nope. Yeah, but I'm nope. going to get him on the show. Got I got to get him on Even the show. We got to sneak it. Well, you know what we should just do is just show up. With Jay said, "Yeah, all our stuff at his house. house. Just not. We're here." <laughs> but it was a great conversation this morning. He he dropped some nuggets on us. We was like, "Why?" Some names he dropped. He's like, "And they used to have this." And we used to be, me, you, and Larry both googling trying to see what the hell is he talking hey, well, about. <laughs> You know, he was talking about the original Camacho. Yes. He went to the uh, the home, the factory, yes. and down at the home in Honduras. <clears throat> that was a great story. He told us this. I was like, wow. He said, the guards. <laughs> well, I mean, there was military police everywhere. 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 He said to get to the house, and then they have a special house that, what was, it, what was his name? The kid. The one that's running it now. It's well, not the father. Well, he got bought out by uh, but Davidoff. But before then, then it was uh, Erico. Something like that. I don't know, but he said <laughs> it's the house that, that the, he built. That's the LeBuckian <laughs> version. <laughs> hey, who is the owner of Camacho? Before. What? Before. Who, who owns the silo? Station break. He said, Jay doesn't remember. That means that Bill has some it's, knowledge. I, all I can tell you is... It's Justo's uh, brother. Brother, yeah. Because Julio, no, Justo is the dad. And Julio. No, there's no Julio. I made that up. <laughs> where the fuck you get that from then? Justo. I think it's Justo is the dad. So where did Julio come from? <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, Sanford's son. <laughs> yeah, he did live, but he was Puerto Rican. <laughs> right. Dude, did you love Julio? Dude, Julio and the goat. So and the goat. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he would just take Fred's insults. And just move on. And be like. Same thing with Pat Morita when he was on there. He'd just take him say, oh, Mr. Sanford, and just roll on. But Lamont had a problem with everything. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Come on, Pop. He was, nah, he, man. You know, he's a typical kid. Yes. But anyway, yeah, Bill being at the shop was a great Too treat much. today. Too much. It was really awesome. And so, anyway, guys, uh, let's jump in real quick to uh, who our sponsors are. We got a new sponsor. Talk about them. Talk about them. Tabanero Cigars, right out of Ebor City, Florida. Ebor. I'm glad you didn't Lebucky. What I say way. it? No, I'm say, I said oh. I'm glad you didn't Lebucky. Well, you know, I said not long ago, Ybor. Yeah, <laughs> someone <laughs> was like Ebor, you moron. <laughs> I was like, that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> hey, all right, at least I can pronounce Ebor. So, anyway, uh, they are out of Ebor City, and all the rollers at the shop are from Cuba. And they've been rolling cigars for, you know, mm -hmm. and Since birth. yeah. And dude, so far, 
all the draws on these cigars <laughs> have been perfect. I didn't say draws. He did say <laughs> all the draws. So people like us, like, he's talking about underwear? <laughs> There's his mind again. <laughs> but let me tell you, dude. I am in love with these cigars. I thought you were going to say the draws. <laughs> well, I do like the draws. <laughs> but no, dude, you know how a draw is yeah. like so important to it me. It is, man. I mean, Straight out the gate. That that, that that defines the race. <laughs> if I got a bad draw. Yeah. I mean, it's like getting in a car and you crank it and it doesn't start. That's what it's eating. No, no, if it just doesn't. It's Nothing. dead. Kick, kick. It's like, that's a tight draw for me. You gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. I hear you, bro. So anyway, check out uh, the link down below in the show notes, show, 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 and I'll show a picture right up here. No, right over here of the cigars. But uh, anyway, go now, check them out, man. I got a problem with you in these pictures now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got a problem with? Man, I'm not five. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the sponsorship right now, but he put Fozzie the Bear's head on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but it ain't funny. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I know you would Do you think remember it was the a, conversation. Yeah, because you said I'm tactical. tactical. You're not tactical. tactical. You're, You're a, a Muppet. Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Fozzie's head. Okay. All right, I'll accept that for right now because there's nothing I can do about it. It's there. I'm the editor. <laughs> you and I told somebody the other day. I was like, Brian has no idea all the stuff I put in I there. I know <laughs> until it's too late. <laughs> Me and my wife are sitting there watching it on YouTube, and I'm like, Oh man, she's like, she falls out laughing at it. Well, good, good, good. <laughs> I'm like, it's not funny. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> we want to keep Miss Falconer, Falconer happy. happy. I got yes. you. I got you. And hello, Tiffany. <laughs> so, what about our next sponsor? Well, we got McAuliffe Cigars. <clears throat> you and tried that new one yet? No, have you? No. You got them yet? That that ends that? <laughs> he has them. Well, let me tell you something. Like, Bill, well, Bill today smoked a cigar that was a tight draw. He didn't, he didn't enjoy it. He no. wasn't happy with the experience. And he was like... What do you think I should get next? Here it comes. And I was like, go get a medallion. Yep. The six by 46. Anyway, he went back there and got it. And he was like, this is how draw should be. be. Yep, I was sure like, did. I'm telling you, every freaking time. And then after he smoked, probably getting into the second, third, he was like, that's a damn good cigar. And I was like, yeah, that's one of my go to's. And it's like, and, it, and I said, it's consistent every, every time. time. And that's the thing about it. Bill is a pipe man. He's a pipe smoker. When he has something great to say about a stick, it's a good stick. Oh, it's yeah. a good I stick. I mean, he smokes cigars for... Ever. I mean, professionally. <laughs> I say professionally. <laughs> hey, I want to join that group. <laughs> right. I want to get paid to smoke cigars. But, but that's, that's just... I mean, when Bill signs off on yeah, a cigar you yeah, know it's yeah. top notch and he signed off on the mcauliffe today yeah that and medallion. and Oof. look down in the show notes shut and there's a link for mcauliffe and you can become an ambassador get your own coin yes sir i think i got mine right here right there boom <laughs> and uh become part of that family yes sir i mean that's basically the community is almost like family you know it is family man uh, you got your Facebook group you can be <sighs> part of. Uh, the ambassador, ambassador. L- family gets 
firsthand information yes. about what's happening, what's going on yes. ahead of everybody else. Yes. So, I mean, it's really a great thing that they do that you should probably be a part Almost of. Most definitely. And then we got Case Elegance. Ah. I mean, dude, in fact, before the show started, yes, you did. I read an email to yes, you, you because did. I got an email from Evan Baker, and Evan Baker sends me an email today, and I'll paraphrase it. Basically, he got a Case Elegance humidor, and he was fiddle fiddling. It he was, was fid- it well, well, no, before he was calling them and, you know, bugging uh-huh. them, he said, and... uh he was like, dude, they were so patient with me and they explained everything I needed to know. And then later on, uh, the hygrometer yeah. was <clears throat> acting up. Whack-a-jawed. It was whack-a-jawed. It was not showing the same thing. It was yeah. flickering. Yeah. And so he called them up and they're shipping him one right away. No charge. Right now. Here you go. Because that's how their customer service is. They take care of the people. Every time. Yes. And that's just not sometime. As you said, every time. Right. That's what they're about. So Sean put a post up a post up on uh, uh Instagram with his bag, the man tote. <laughs> and, <sighs> and I'm looking at that and I was like, that's a bad bag, man. That's, that's a, a bad, bad bag. bag man. Woo. That's something you carry around and you feel manly carrying that bag around. And when you said you got one, I was like, oh, he going he gonna to look bucky in there. <laughs> but I see you doing it the same way. It, 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 it's, it's, it, it's Dude, an accessory. When you, that when you grab that bag, you, you know you're moving. Yeah. You know you're moving. And it's just so good looking. <laughs> oh. And that, and that, and that. Leather, dude, <laughs> it is oh, nice. You couldn't see his hands then, but dude, it was nice. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, it's it's like buttery smooth. Nah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna leave it alone. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, look down the show notes. You can connect to Case Elegance. They got a new travel bag out, and dude, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They got one that's tactical. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> Come on, Fozzie. Nope. <laughs> nope. So anyway, uh, then they've got watch cases. Ah. They, uh, they've got c- cigar accessories, ah. cutters, lighters. Ah. Everything. they got everything. And the Man thing about it is, things. dude, when you find a company that has customer service and backs up their stuff, yeah, sir. that's who I want to do business stuff, with. stuff, and then they back it up. And if you use the yeah. code you cigar get, talk coin you get. you get one of these you know what i'm gonna take it out chris this plastic thing is a little shiny it gives it a funny <laughs> you look like a kid at christmas i'm tired of it just oh. ripped it open <laughs> there you go there it is on one side and then oh, and then you flip it over it's got our logo on it Cigar Talk. Anyway, baby. Cigar Talk coin. Yes, sir. Order something from them. They'll send you one of those, too. Yes, sir. Limited yes, sir. order. Yes, sir. And, and then, then we got the house. The house. The home. The house of the holy. <laughs> no, no, no. The house of the smoky. The smoky. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in there. It ain't holy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, like we said, we hung out there all morning. Yeah. And into the early afternoon. The thing that got me was uh, Roger, when he came up, he's like, he had traveled the East Coast, went to 10 All lounges. All the way to, like, Maine. Yeah, went to 10 lounges, came back. 
He said he had never seen a cigar shop, a lounge like that in in his trip or before. And he loved it. And he said he he kept hearing us talk about the humidor, the humidor. He said when he actually walked in and looked, he said, ooh, they weren't lying. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is long. There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> you know what, Jay? I need a picture of the humidor from the corner. You have one from the, the security camera, but I need a high-res one, please. Because I want to show people the truth. Because what gonna, we keep saying, I was going to post a picture that I had, but it was real grainy, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That doesn't do it justice. You, know, you got to see it in all of its yes, glory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because it is something. Whew. You walk in that door, you're like, damn. Yeah. Lucky I mean, when this. I saw that picture, I was like, dude, that's such. A, and you know how many times I've been in there, and I still was like, that is so beautiful. <laughs> that is so it nice. Is. It is, man. It's the leaf. Under Jay and Corey has set the bar. He said, I told him about that uh, Padron. He set the bar too high. With the leaf, he set the bar oh, too high now. No, 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 not too high. Because you know what? Don't you, if you think he's done it too high, he's going to take it even higher. That's, that's, that's the thing Jay. about him. But see, the point is, who else going to do it but him? Right. He's, he's sitting there not looking at us like, hmm, where else could I add? Could you imagine if Jay <laughs> owned the studio? Oh, we already we already know that because when he comes around, it's already cleaner. Because <laughs> you know he wasn't even here to clean it today, but he got here and it was cleaner. Hey, hey! So you guys at home can only see this part. <laughs> there is a one of Rob's new words. There is a plethora of <laughs> there's a little bit a bit of a mess over there <laughs> and there and there and there, and there. but. It's just it's it's a different world when you walk into the league, dude. Yeah, and I mean the people there are great. The staff is great. In fact, I told Scott today, I was like, "Hey, man, can you come by tonight and be on the show with us?" And he was like, oh, "I can't tonight." And I was like, "I want to get you back on the show yeah. soon because from the last time that we had him on the show to now, he has grown so much as a tobacconist." Like, he's always been good because he's got that work ethic, but now he knows his shit. Tell the truth. Dude, when I ask him on a recommendation, I mean, it's just like, LeBucky. (laughs) Well, I will say rectum. Oh, that's even worse. I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) So when you ask him for a recommendation, though, it's like, you know... It's going to be a home run yes, sir. every time. Yes, sir. Yes, and the sir. funny thing is he he knows what I smoke. So when mm-hmm. he recommends something, he doesn't recommend something that I smoke. Hey, hey you want a leather rose? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I know what you're talking about. He's not just going to give me something that I had yesterday. He knows your palate. He knows what you enjoy, and there are things that we don't know about that are in that in that uh, humidor, or we, forget about. Yeah, and we like, man, just like what I tell Jay, just surprise me. It come out with something. I'm like, damn, he did it again, dude. And I <laughs> he did t- it again. Early, well, you know what? That's on my pick three oh, today, you. so I we'll get to that. We'll well, get anyway, to- let's jump into that. Oh, before we get off of Jay's leaf. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the visuals now. People are like, what did he say? <laughs> so, He's on Jay's. What? <laughs> the leaf. So anyway, I, yeah, I'm not going to jump into that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Woo. 
Okay, so let's let's reel it in. Yeah. Anyway, let's jump into the pick six. Right. Oh no no no! What I was going to say is, look down the show notes. So show notes, you've got notes. Jay's phone number. Call him up, and he will hook you up. And what's that address again? Eleven sixty six North Second. Yes. Abilene, yes. Texas. We got it. What's we the got zip code it. over there, bro? Seven nine six zero one. Yes, sir. So, and let me tell you, I know a lot of guys that order through Jave, and every single one of them goes on, dude. Dude, like John John Price thinks you're like the second coming now. <laughs> Something you know what, like that. Yeah, they went there. With, I'm glad so, that wasn't on camera. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Jay will take care of you oh, every yes, time, man. and oh, yes. so if you need cigars, hit him up. And he's got other stuff, too. I mean, he's got pipe tobacco pipes. He's got lighters, cutters. Accessories. Everything. Beard oil. Beard, Beard oil soap. and soap. <laughs> you go in there, you can find If it's dealing with a man, you probably can find it in there. If it's a manly thing, you can find it in there. Gotcha. Beard oil, beard soap. What else? What else you got in there, man? Sodas. Yep. <laughs> Coffee. Co- oh, the coffee. Great coffee, too, by the way. I mean, you just, I mean. Oh, yeah, oh the always free mints, free mints and, free mints and, and chocolates. chocolates. So you don't walk out the door with that, ah, that dragon. And, dude, that's a nice touch. That's really a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there at the door. I've too. actually had a piece of chocolate right before I smoked a cigar. Uh-huh. And it's a great experience. Mm. really is. And then I love the wintergreen as is I'm leaving the door? Yep. to kind of cleanse my palate yeah. a little bit as I'm heading out. Back into the world. I'm sorry for everyone who doesn't have the opportunity to go to the Leaf every day. Uh, so anyway, so sorry. let's jump into this week's pick six. Got you, bro. <clears throat> so I'm going to go first. Oh, Lord. I get to rest for a second. You surprised? Everybody's surprised. <laughs> it's folks listening to like, what, Rob? So today, earlier, I smoked the uh, Crown Heads, the uh, Buckeye. Yes. Great stick. That's number yes. one. And, dude, I cut that, did the cold draw, perfect draw. Uh-huh. Toasted it. The aroma hit me. Yeah. It was nice. And then... Dude, it's just a great stick. The whole mm-hmm. stick just smoked all the way clean through. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, I had an intemperance. You showed that one to me, yeah. Dude, and what's? It, it's not a Lonsdale, and it's not a Lancero. Uh-uh. What is it? Because it's like a six and a half by 40. And that intemperance. It's a six and a half by 40. Anyway, great Pre- Vitola. Yeah, because you was talking about I don't about even it. know what you call that, because <laughs> it's in between those two. Uh. And, dude, it's been a long time since I've had an intemperance, but that Vitola I've never had. And it was really good. I'm going to try that one out. And then I'm going to wrap up my choices this week with the 1922 Libijou. I get you. Dude, and you know, I am so much on the Petite Corona. That is the size for me in that particular cigar. You know, I used to love the... uh, torpedo mm-hmm. but for me now i find that that's just too much bold cigar you know okay. what i mean okay. by the time i'm done man my next cigar i'm not going to be able to taste I got you. but that petite corona or no it's a petite robusto and 
it is so just the perfect amount of smoke for that strength. Small pack, dynamite and small pack. Yeah, it was great, man. So what do you got this week? My first one is the 2012 by Oscar, the Connecticut Short Robusto. Oh, wow, good one. <sighs> get from uh, get from Sean. Yeah, I smoked that. It's yeah, a great it's stick. It's a great stick, man. Oh, bro, there is no denying. When you when you smoke that one by Oscar, it's just like okay, this is a good stick. The next one was another present from uh, Sean. It was the Dunbarton's uh, Tobacco and Trust Palpetta. Oh yeah, great stick. <sighs> I smoked it. I hated because of the Vitola that it was in. It, I was like, I want more. <laughs> I want more. But I was like, I've never smoked that one before. Me neither. <laughs> And I was like, I got to find these. I got to find these. And my last one, I smoked another Rocket Patel number six. Really? Uh, I saw you posted a picture. Uh, I'm not a big Rocky fan, but that stick there. You like that oh, stick. Yeah, I, I like think it's stick. good. It doesn't, like it doesn't really knock me. <sighs> Bro, that's you. I, right. That's your We're palate. all different. That's your palate. With me and mine, I... That's the Rocky Patel that I like. Okay. I personally, I like the uh, Rocky Patel Maduro Edge better. I don't. And it's a cheap stick. <laughs> you but, so. And it's a cheap one. Well, I mean, you know, we know we're, dollars, blue, we're blue collar. Seven, seven dollar range. range uh-huh. But I just thought it was, I just think it's a better cigar. That's on you. It's, it's, to me, it's more flavorful. That's on you. Rock it the way you want to rock it. That's, I, I he always couldn't do. say nothing. I always oh do. Oh my gosh! Well, and that was just a, a, sometimes, a small statement. Yeah, but sometimes what you think is I didn't have anything. What I thought to myself was you probably shouldn't say that. And that's even better. <laughs> that's even better because we know what you can say. <laughs> Hence, I lost of the uh, PG thirteen rating earlier. <laughs> but in I, the end, great sticks this week. Oh right? yeah, good sticks. Great sticks. And you know what? We've got Jay from the Leaf in the studio with us tonight, and he is going to come back on, and he's going to give us the cigars that he wasn't able to give Uh because he had some things going on that he wouldn't be able to get back on the show. But now he's going to come back and give everybody those mystery stick list (laughs) of the top 100 that was not named. Not named, unnamed top one hundred. The unnamed top hundred. His portion. Sticks. His portion. Right. <laughs> so anyway, we called him. and was like, "Hey man, can you get back on the show? We still would like to have your list too, because when you give lists, I want to smoke them." He's like E.F. Hutton when he speaks, people listen. Everyone listens. Everyone. Listens. Yes. All right, man. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and have Jay Patterson coming up next. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging through the break. We have Jay Patterson from The Leaf. He's going to share the cigars that they were supposed to be on the top 100, but they didn't make it because Jay had to go to Hawaii or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but we're glad you made it back, Jay. Thanks for coming tonight, man. How are you? I'm doing good. It was an intergalactic uh, space travel voyage that uh, we you got caught up in. Make peace. Gotcha. Cool, man. Well, hey, we're glad you're here tonight, and uh, we... Had actually some people ask about, you know, your list, 
And so I had a lot of people that were excited to know what your portion of the list is. And I told them that we would have you on as quickly as possible. Yeah. It's been like two, three weeks. So we're, thank you for coming right back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to those listening that were looking forward to the list, I, I apologize. Uh, you know, life happens. Yeah. And if in the last 24 months you didn't realize that you have to be flexible, I mean, then <laughs> you got a short one left. So Right. Um, yeah, but unforeseen circumstances. But I'm back, and I have... You have the list. The list. The I have, list. I have what's uh, most... Of my remaining list is 25 and six honorable mentions. Awesome. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. Dude, this is must-try cigars. I want to know all of them. So You probably smoke most of them. I, but, you but know what? You I, never know. I'll share them with the, with the crowd. Awesome. Let's get after it. What's first? All right. And this is, again, in no particular order. This is as I'm reflecting upon my experience, overall experience, these are the cigars that I think others must try. Okay. So, leading off the pack here, again, no particular order, Perdomo ESV Sungrown. Oh, great stick. Yeah. Great stick. It's nice. It is. It's rich. It's rich, but it's not a Nick Bomb, and it's no. not just bland. There when are I say points. when I say rich, I mean it's like when you smoke it, you know you're getting the top quality leaf of tobacco. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can just tell it's a rich, flavorful stick. Oh, absolutely. And we could we probably have a whole show on Perdomos. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, matter of fact, I think you and Pat connected, and at some point, yeah, we're gonna get him on the we'll show. Have him on the show. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. So, number two, and this is, I had to go back and listen to a couple of shows because I wanted to make sure that Zeka didn't say this one, but he didn't. So, my number two is the McAuliffe Herencia Habano Toro. Oh, good stick. So, he had mentioned the Maduro Toro. Right. Uh, I think people should try the Habano Toro as well. Like, in addition, the Maduro's great. The Habano has. I'd like the. I'm. A, I'm more the Habano guy. Yeah. It. Uh, to me, the flavor profile is much more of a roller coaster ride compared to the Maduro. I would say accurate. Um, and knowing that it's a Habano, you already have a presupposition to understanding what kind of flavor profile you might get. Right. So Habanos typically, being, as we covered in a previous show, it's. Cuban seed, but grown elsewhere. Right. And so traditionally it carries with it a lot of um, spice, like baking spices. Yeah, baking spices, not the peppery spice, Yeah, but it's a great ride. Yeah. And so what I like to tell people and how I sell it in the humidor is if you're to get a fresh baked loaf of sweet bread and then you cut off a slice from the middle... And then you put it in a toaster oven and you just eat it plain. You get that toasty, semi-sweet flavor note to it. It's, yeah. It's, it's nice. That's accurate. Yep. And that's it. That's okay. Fine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> thanks, mean, thanks for coming by. <laughs> Number three. Ready? Yeah. Let me get a sip. Of it. This Woodford Reserve is amazing. Double oak. I know this is Brian's jam, and his jam is good. Never question Brian's jam. 
So number yeah, three right. on my list is the Home 2021 by Dissident. Now, is the Home 2021 different than the original? I'm going to be completely transparent with our listeners and our viewers. <clears throat> I was gifted an original home by Ben. Yes. Remember this? Yes. You you were upset at some point because because he's a dick, right? <laughs> so <laughs> no, at, I'm just kidding. At some point, <clears throat> I was aging it in my travel case, which you saw that it's kind of full. And a little time, bit from time to time, if you catch me on the right day. When I'm cleaning out my travel humidor, hang out for a bit. You're going to end up with a bunch of age sticks. Dude, his his travel humidor, I'm just going to guess, has 150 cigars in it. I have no idea. And to be honest with you, there's a bottom layer that I hardly ever look at. You don't ever get down that deep. I, I can't because if I dig you gotta down. you got to take them all out. Yeah, exactly. And so they've just been sitting in there. They're probably original rolls of uh, Roma Craft in there unbanded originals but um so anyway uh i gave you my original home i don't know if you remember that i gave it to you to smoke because you were upset that there was this great cigar and you never heard back or you never got any more and i couldn't I had get one. one yeah i had one i was like all right i'm gonna give it to so Rob. you didn't smoke the original no Oh, well, thank you, first of all, but you really owed it to yourself to smoke that because I've smoked the new one and I don't, I don't know, you know, if it is the same or not. It's probably not. You know, crops change, situations change at the plantation. Yeah. The farm. I mean, it was a good stick. It's a, it's a great stick. It's a must try. It definitely. And it's very rich also. And you have that double wrap, the wrapper. Yeah, the barber pole. The barber there, pole. Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at that cigar, it's a beautiful stick. And it's a box press, in case anybody was curious. It's a box press. Toro is what at least we have. And, um, and it's just a very good medium to full smoke that is not too over the top. And like Rob said, it's very rich. It's it's really dang good. But probably not as rich as number four. Oh, okay. What you got for number four? Number four is the Romacraft Cro-Magnon Blockhead. Whoo. So essentially, it's their box press Churchill from Cro-Mag, the Cro-Mag line. Now, the, I will say this. Fun side story, at least for me. Have you had early times? Oh, yeah. So they were bought out you by... You brought it over here. Yeah. So they were bought out by Buffalo Trace before Buffalo Trace was bought out by that Japanese company. Right. So uh, Mike calls me. Mike Rosales from Romacraft calls me and says, Hey, do you have any uh, any blockhead? And I said, I do. I, they, I came in last week. He goes... Those go so fast. Those are my favorite in the Cro-Mag line. I never get a chance to grab some before they leave the, the warehouse. I said, I'll send you some. He goes, all right, just let me know and I'll, I'll pay you for them. I said, oh, I'll just send them back to you. So I did that. And you know what he sends me in return? What? Early times. 
Oh. It was the first time <clears throat> I've ever tried early times. And again, till this day, I think it deserves a cork, but it's a screw top. I agree 100%. And you know what else deserves a cork is the old Forester. Just the regular bottle. That should be a cork bottle as well. Yes. Yes. There's <clears throat> and and by no means are we bourbon or scotch snobs no but there's just something aesthetic and tactile about removing a cork than unscrewing a cap when i unscrew a cap i automatically like oh you know this is not gonna be good sets the tone for the experience yeah and i'm an experience driven guy and it's like when you have a cigar and you do a cold draw and it's tight yeah okay maybe it's not that bad I, i took it a little too far well i mean but fair but it, it it changes the experience. It does change the experience. And then, you know, I take what you say with a grain of salt because it depends on what's the foot like. Are you smoking a Perfecto? But I know you cut the, the toes off. And so, of the Figurados. Now, yes, I do that. I want you to try this. I don't think you've ever had that. All right. Have you? The Kristoff Signature Suit? No. Oh, Sean brought that. Wow. That draw. And do the little retro on. Oh, that's all you get it. Ooh. That's good. Isn't that good? We would love to have these in the shop. I'd love to have those in the shop. (laughs) There's secondary notes in there. What is that? Isn't that nice? I call that rich and deep. <laughs> <laughs> rich and deep. Guillermo, I'm going to call you. What's have, you did, have you ever seen one of these? I've not. So, so I used to pick these up whenever I was in Lubbock over at Smoker's Haven. Last time I was in there, they didn't have any. So I don't know how readily available they are. But uh, uh, before COVID hit, they had them at Smoker's Haven. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and this is where we have to be flexible. People are people. Also, we live in an industry that is just a natural crop, right? And so when COVID happened, I know that a lot of people are are feeling the effects of back orders. We are too. But, you but you've done a very good job mitigating that as much as possible. Yeah. And I really have seen that. And what's very important for consumers to realize is we love certain sticks, right? And we love it because of the flavor, because of the, the draw. But when we when we look at it broad spectrum, it's because of the experience. We love the experience this particular cigar gives us. Right. If If manufacturers rush a product to the market... The experience changes or it's not good. You'll get the same stick, but not the same experience. Right. And then it just taints it from there going forward. And so... Jay said taint. (laughs) It taint good. Different different definition. Different kind of taint. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) All right. What number are we on? Five? Five. Number five. Ooh. So number five is the CAO Brasilia Amazon. So we have three sizes, or there's three sizes that I know of in the CIO Amazon line. There's the box press, the goal, and the Amazon. The Amazon is more of a box press 660. Okay. And, or, no, no, no. 
sorry, mea culpa. That's the, just the 660. The box press is the box press. That one to me is probably the most unspoken cigar in our humidor right now. Really? It is rich, smooth, slightly sweet from the natural aging of the tobacco. And it is. And that Brazilian leaf burn. is. I compare that to like a Costa Rica. Yeah, you get it's, a lot of. It's good. like a sweetness mm-hmm. to that wrapper that you don't get on a lot of other cigars. Not like an infused type sweetness, just a yeah. sweet, you know, you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. And it's hard to communicate when you say sweetness. First thing that pops into the mind is infusion or, or application of sweet. But right. people need to know. And I'm sure everybody that listens knows, smokes enough cigars to know. That as a plant, it takes on photosynthesis, which is the combustion of different sugars. Sugars, right. A plant has sugar. And so when you age the leaf and those sugars come out, the process in which they do this for these particular leaves brings out a sweetness. And that's why you pull notes of coffee or chocolate. It's not because there's coffee or chocolate flavoring. It's it's that earthy tone plus the amplified sugar content of the tobacco. And so that sweetness, your brain and is trying to figure out what it is. How long they age it right. and what processes they put it to bring out more or less of those flavors. And then when they blend them together, they're like just playing with nature. Right. Genetics. Don't, don't you just want to go to like a factory, have a run of the mill and oh. just, just make different blends? I would love to do that. It would be fun. I would like to do that, but not have to pay for it. Right. Right. <laughs> Let me try some of that. Give me that bale over here. It's like, what the hell? What is that hanging up over there? Just give me <laughs> <Yeah>. some of that. <laughs> have you watched the Davidoff documentary? Seat the Smoke? Yes. I saw part of it. Dude, that was intense. Padron made one, too. I have not seen that one. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's very informational. Uh, I think this, just the editing in itself is worth watching. The Davidoff documentary, I had to skip. Like, when they were talking in the conference room, I didn't care nothing about all that. I just wanted to see the farm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That was And the aging process, the rolling, but I didn't care about what they were doing inside. So, anyway, what you got next? All right, next I got the Padron. Oh. 1926, number nine. Oh, yeah, that is a must try. And I'm going to say right now, if you've never smoked one, your expectations need to be that this is a cigar that you're going to have to learn. The first time you smoke it, you're going to be like, well, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people are going to probably be like, yeah, it was okay. You know, it was it was good. But then you're going to want to smoke it again, and then you're going to be like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got a little more out of that. I was and, wrong the first time. Yeah, yeah, and then the more you smoke it, I mean, after probably five, six times, you're wondering when I'm going to smoke another one. Right. Because it's a home run, and it's just so unique. You know what I mean? I know. Um, and I remember you sharing that story with me about when you first smoked one. I thought, man, I wasted 30 bucks. Yeah. So it's it's one of those that 
not necessarily an aficionado, but somebody that has smoked enough cigars to develop a, a primitive palate will pick out, like, there's something different about what's going on here. And it's, it's, it's so unique. Yes. Like, I, I've never smoked another cigar that I thought, oh, that tastes like the Padron 1926 Maduro. Right. Never. I've smoked other cigars and been like, oh, that's kind of like that stick, you know? Yeah. But, no, you don't confuse the Padron line with other cigars because they are unique. Yeah, the 26, the 64, and the Family Reserve, those are, there's a proprietary step in their production of their leaf that is hidden from everybody else outside of those in the know. <laughs> I'd like to know. I'd like to know, too. And, and Wouldn't it be awesome if they did a documentary? If they did a documentary, and they, and they well... There's, there's there, no way they no, would. There'd be no way. Yeah. Like, I can't say, call them up and say, I promise I don't know how to make cigars. I'll never make cigars. Yeah. I just want to know what's going in. You know. Wouldn't it be cool if they did a tour? For one reason or another, I thought they did a tour. Oh, well, maybe they do. I don't know. They might. I've I never don't. heard of anybody that went to one. So I've yeah. only heard of, like, the Perdomo... The Camacho. It might be that a lot of folks that go on these tours, because a lot of the factories, the headquarters, are on the same strip. And um, uh, at least in, in, I believe, Nicaragua, they're on pretty much on the same strip. And so you got Roma Craft over here. You got the Nico Sueño. And then across the street, you got A.J. Fernandez. And then down the road, you got, you know, some other uh, cigar manufacturer. And so they're... They're just lined the whole road, up. yeah. And so, I just assume maybe maybe it's just that I heard that. Oh yeah, we passed by the Padron factory. Well, you know the Padron the factory some- tour is it's a once in a lifetime opportunity because at the end of the tour, so you don't give out any of their secrets, they kill you. <laughs> Once it's like when you're like 87 and you're about to go, you're about to kick it. You're like, I'm done. I've done. I've accomplished everything else. This is how I'm going. I want to go on that tour. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) And they give you a 50th on your way out. Oh, nice. (laughs) Have you smoked one of those? Not the 50th. I've had the 45, um, the 46, the nine, the number one and the 80th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tube? Or is uh, that the 90? No, that that's the 90. The The 80th is uh, more of a Solomon or a Perfecto cigar. That one is a, it's very stout. Okay. And, um, I, I don't think I've had that one there. Very rich. It's the only 1926 that we have in our humidor that is cellowed. And I don't know why they do that. Really? Yeah. Huh. They cellophane their 80th. Well, you know, I had the good fortune to have a 50th when I was in uh, Lubbock uh, a year and a half ago uh, at the uh, Smoker's Haven. I was playing poker with all the guys. Oh, yeah. You you posted a picture and of And I that. smoked that one. That yeah. was it. I've only had that one. And I'll tell you what, it was delicious. Good. What? I normally would not spend 50 bucks on a cigar, but some, sometimes you want to try it. Didn't you just 
win. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I did win a lot of money from the guys I was playing with at that game, but I wanted to put the money back into the shop, <laughs> and go. I was like, you know what? I never had that cigar before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about you. No matter what you're doing, you're contributing to the BNM. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, all right, what you got next on the list? Next is uh, we'll throttle down a little bit, but stay with that nice flavor profile. Uh, similar to the McAuliffe Herencia Habano Toro. And we'll go with the Hoya de Nicaragua Red. Whew. So that one, that one. I don't know that. Does I mean, the band have red on it? Mm-hmm. I don't know that cigar. It's just a red band. I know the black and gold. Hoya. Which is the Hoya del Monterey. Yeah, no. No, that's. Not that one. <laughs> now, here's here's. A fun fact is that I've smoked several of those, and I enjoy them, and I never could figure out what it is that I'm tasting. You know how you're you're smoking a cigar, and your brain is trying to figure out these flavors, and it's not a tobacco-based flavor, and so you're trying to pinpoint something in your experience throughout your life that it tastes like that's right. so familiar. Right, you're looking for that... Com- comparable yeah flavor you're, you're trying to compare with what you know and so every smoker has a presupposition to this is what i bring to the table and then your palate is just going in overdrive trying to figure out what the hell is tasting but it wasn't until bryant had mentioned "Ooh, i'm tasting graham cracker i was like i feel like an idiot it does <laughs> taste like graham cracker <laughs> wow so it is a habano cigar which which is why it brings out those baking, that baking spices. right and so the uh yeah, as soon as he said it, I was like, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you had it right there on the tip of your tongue. Exactly. So that happens more times than not, and I hope I'm not the only one. No, no. I, I think, except for like what you consider super palates. Yeah. And there are people out there that have them. One of the Patreons, Kyle, he has one. So he says. Kyle, Kyle, Sham- I'd like Shamu. to know what is lemon zest taste like? What is what? Is, what the hell is that? You don't know what lemon zest tastes like? No. You never ate like a pie with lemon zest on top. What What is that? They take a lemon and they take a grating thing and they grate some of the outside of the lemon. That's zest. The peel? Yeah. Don't just you, little fine pieces. I thought you throw that away. Well, I mean, you that you normally do, but if you want to zest it, you're just getting little fine shavings of it. Yeah. Uh, at this at this point in the show, I'd like to resign to all of our <laughs> listeners that I'm just a humble, <laughs> stupid man from Hawaii <laughs> that's never had lemon zest. <laughs> oh man, I love lemon zest. There's there's a lot of things like I I don't even understand why you would shave mushrooms. Just eat them whole. Like why would you like uh, truffles? Like why would you why would you shave those? Just eat them. You mean cut them? Yeah, or or don't they shave those too? I think I saw some shows where they shave truffles or truffle shavings. I don't know anything about that. I didn't even know truffles were mushrooms. I thought those were chocolates. <laughs> That's, again, I'm from Hawaii. We don't have these fancy things. <laughs> Give me some bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> some spam and bamboo, and we got it. <laughs> All right, next. Um, we got to pick it up here because we're going to run long, and Larry's going to get mad. No, no, he said we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. Black Label Trading Company. Yes. So this is new to our humidor. 
since when? A couple of weeks. Have I had what you're about to say? Um, you might. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. It's the salvation. Oh, yes. Yeah. We were talking about that this morning with Bill. He's had that because I recommended it to yeah. him. And then I believe that's what Ed was smoking earlier this morning. And because when they came in, I was like, I haven't ever had the salvation. The other day I had the last right, also a great stick. Mm-hmm. But the salvation to me is the one that I'm like, first of all, if I can buy salvation, I'm going to get it every time. <laughs> yes. And so we liked it so much. Um, we're, uh, spoiler alert, the humidors Oveja Negra cigar section is going to double in the next few weeks. Really? So we're bringing in the Toro size of Salvation. Nice. Uh, there's a limited release, uh, that we're bringing in, uh, that only comes out in August. And one that I'm excited for is the, uh, Lawless line. I've never smoked that one. Neither have I. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And so what we typically do is we'll bring in a new line. We'll get the most commonly smoked introductory size. The Vitola typically is a Robusto. Robusto, Which is great for me because that's really my favorite size these days. And it's easy for people to come to grips with buying. If it's brand new, it's something they've never experienced before. You're like, well, you know, it's small. So they'll be more apt to try it. And so what we do is we bring in these Robustos, and then we analyze the sales We see what people like. And we see what people like, and then if the whole line's taking off, we grow it as quick as we can, because it's stupid not to. Sure. And so with Oveja Negra, it's blowing up. It's one of the boutiques that I was talking to Scott earlier. I said, I really wish I could fit this in near the other boutiques. And he said, I think it's perfect where it is. It's right here by the door. I right. Said, you know what? You're right. You're and I right. noticed there's been some shuffling going on. <laughs> In fact, today I, I told Scott, I was like, who's been, I'm trying to think of another word, but. Effing. <laughs> <laughs> who's been effing rearranging the cigars that I've been buying? Did he raise his hand? <laughs> and he was like, man, you got to rotate things, you know. And I was like, I found it. But, yeah, because I was looking, and it's, like, up two rows and over just a little. And uh, the reason is for expansion. for the expansion. I like it. So whenever you see something out of place in this new humidor, things are about to change. I like things being That's a little, mixed up a little bit because it helps me find things that I don't normally see. Right. Because, you know, you get into a routine when you walk into a humidor. And it's, and it's not because I don't want to look at other sticks. It's just like when I walk in, I know I'm going basically straight over there to where the crown heads are. Right. Because usually the first stick I look to see if you have is the yellow rose. Right. Because I don't want to run out of those. <laughs> and then I make my way all the way around. But, like, I just totally shoot past the front section. Yeah. The Arturo Fuentes, mm-hmm. the Alec Bradleys, and then I get to the crown heads. And that's where my tour starts. And so sometimes by the time I'm back up to the front, I've already got all that I'm going to get. And so I don't get whatever's on the front. Right. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. But if sense. I go into the front first, I'm like, oh, although today I did that same circle. But yeah. I mean, here's what I've got today. I got the Buckeye. Yeah. The Intemperance, yeah. 
and the uh, 1922 Bijou. So there's my pattern. <laughs> the flight pattern is the same. It's a good pattern. It's a good pattern. No, but everything you said just makes sense. Uh, in the old humidor, we would rotate stock out of necessity. The humidification required that we rotate bottom to the top and then cycle it up and down. And Now, what was that for? That was to make sure that each row had the same opportunity for humidity. Uh, so now you don't have to worry about that because it's spot on. For the most part, yeah. yeah. So we the sensors that we have placed around the humidor, um, it shows us on those. I don't know if you notice those digital no. pads no. Uh, throughout where, where, where we work. So those, <laughs> those digital pads... Tell us the ambient humidity oh, and I have temperature seen those. Yeah. of the humidor at all times. I got you. And so we can choose from three different zones. And if any one of those zones drops, it starts beeping at us. Uh, we haven't had it beep at us since the polar vortex. Wow. So, um, so it's, it's pretty safe to say that we can keep it how we want. And now if we rotate it, it's out of desire rather than necessity. Awesome. I didn't know that you, that was why you rotated back at the other place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, something that somebody had brought up, and it made a lot of sense. And so... Uh, well, and the, to be fair, the humidification system you had at the other place was nowhere near what you have now. It was like one Cezio. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. And a couple of fans. And, and it, did, it did an adequate job. Uh, Bill had employed an adequate job for that size of humidor. Right. When we uh, nearly tripled the size, we had to think of something a little bit more uh, beefed up. Yeah. Well, what you have now is, I mean, you don't even notice it. It's just perfect. Perfect. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) Pour me another one. Do it. All right. So number nine. Number nine is the Rocky Patel Vintage 1992. You know, is that the maroon band or the light tan band? It is the maroon band. Okay. I've smoked a few of those, and I've always thought, you know what? It's good, but it's not one of my favorites. It's. And I know every palette is different. Cause I've, and to be fair, I've smoked about five or six of them over the years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just comes down to I'm not a big Rocky fan. Well, and... And not a lot of people are. Except for that ALR. ALR? Yeah, you know the one with the cursive on it? Yes. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? It's in the Cigar Rights of America pack. Oh, right, right, right. And we have some of those. I know you do. I saw. (laughs) When people come in and they're like, you got any Andalusian bulls? I'm like, I got two. Can I have them? Like, you got to buy these two packs. (laughs) There's one Andalusian bull in each pack. Right. Yeah. That's no, got some great sticks in it, too, by the way. It really does. Now, the uh, the 1992... Hey, pull that down about two inches. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Now, the 1992, it's one of the first of the vintage line that I've had that I went back and smoked again. Well, the- I would say this, too. Don't let me bash on it, discourage it, because as a as a younger cigar smoker, I do think it's a must try cigar. It's a staple across 
different brands that I think is a must try. Mm-hmm. It's just not one of my go-to sticks. And I'm not mad at that. Yeah. At all. The um, Now raise it up. <laughs> yeah, when I'm, when I'm looking down at the list. <laughs> like, you're, you're like an Opa Loompa. May, maybe I just hold it out here. <laughs> okay. Uh, number, what, 10. You ready? I am. This will make up for the 1992. Hopefully. I'm not complaining. You're so mad. <laughs> you're you're Paul mad. I'm right, Larry? I'm enjoying a signature series Kristoff. I I'm feeling no pain. All right. Well, the number ten must try cigar is out of Dallas. Ooh. Definition cigars conception. Now is that the blue? Nope, maroon. The maroon, okay. Yeah. I'm more the Cameroon green. It is their fir- uh it is their first anniversary cigar. It really? is so smooth. And I it is the cigar that sold me on definition cigars. Really? Yeah. I'll have to revisit that one. The maroon one. As soon as we get them back in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to Neo, we have a bunch coming in. Um Are you smoking them all yourself? No. Okay. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Maybe Brian's smoking them all. <laughs> no, the uh, the the conception is grown in the Ometepe region of the Jalapa Valley, and so it, being closer to the volcanic area, the soil transition or the soil components inform the the, the actual plant what flavor profiles it's going to have. And it's very rich. It's dark. When you when you ferment the leaf, it becomes so dark, but it is not a nicotine bomb. It just releases these flavors that are smooth and slightly sweet. And, and very, I think that's when you, you know you're smoking something special. Yeah. And, and what gets me is, why doesn't everybody do that? Well, right. <laughs> hey. I'm going to take a quick break here, for, and we're not going to quit recording. I just want you to look at this signature series and take another puff or two off of it. Look at that wrapper. Is that beautiful? That's a beautiful wrapper. And look how much. You've seen I've been smoking like a train over here on it, and I'm I'm still on the first third. You are. And, and, and I've been smoking this Tabanero uh, Edition Limitada. And I'm I'm about to hit my last third. Nice. And we lit up nearly about the same time. But that is take very a puff nice. or two off of that. Look at the oil sheen. On I there. know. And those seams are like sweating oil. That's nice, isn't it? I want it back. I want it back. <laughs> you can't <have> this one. <laughs> all right. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that nice, though? That is very nice. What is the origin of that wrapper? I know nothing about it other than I. this is only the fourth one, fifth one I've ever had. <laughs> I was just joking. That's just, just a super pretentious thing to ask. <laughs> what is the origin, the genus and species of that plant? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure it was grown on Earth. Uh-huh. That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the knowledge of this cigar I have. But let me tell you, if you can get your hands on some of these, let me know. Will do. 
Uh, number 11 is the Placencia Alma del Fuego. It's red, the red band? Red band. Now, the reason I chose that one over the Fuerte. Yeah. Over the... Uh, Alma Fuerte. Mm-hmm. Salomon. Is, is because... Well, yeah. Those are ahead. great need-to-try cigars. Right. But you, but probably, they were mentioned before. True, true, true. Then, because the Salomon to me is a home run. I love the Alma Fuerte. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something. You might not know this. I've never smoked the Red Band Placencia. Really? Every time I see it, my hand reaches up and then it goes. Whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I I just it's like when I'm reaching for a placentia, I love because I you know cut my teeth on these when I first started smoking better cigars mm-hmm. was the original mm-hmm. the uh, what is it Cocheca 145 or 146 146 and then the Almaferte yeah. I just fell in love with those three six from them so when I'm reaching for something I haven't smoked yet I'm like. Ooh, let's get this. And you know what? The original should be on this list. It is. It's a great smoke. It is a great smoke. It's it's much milder. It's, you know, it's a subtle cigar. It's not anything that's going to, like, jump out at you. But when you smoke it, it's just a smoke it. When you mow it, I said. When you smoke it, it's just an enjoyable cigar. It's what a cigar should be, especially... You're right. It should be on this list. I'm going to go ahead and put it on this list. Boom. Okay. Done. Boom. Done. Yeah. The, the original is uh, it's a good landing pad to start the takeoff into Placencia. Yes, it really is. Like, it'll end up with the Elma Forte, but the Del Fuego is a good medium, like mid-range. So if you're, if you're already an experienced smoker and you want those transi- transitions and you want to try Placencia... I would recommend. Yeah, I got to ask you. So I smoked the Habano, but it was the six sided, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know that's like a six by sixty. I think it is. It's a. And you know I don't really care for that Vitola. Do they make the Habano in a different Vitola? To my knowledge, no. Okay. I, have, I haven't heard of that one being made other than the Sixto. You know, I smoked it and I just couldn't enjoy it because it was just so big. Yeah. So it is. It's quite large. But um if they if they expand that line, we'll bring them in, but I would love to have something smaller, you know. It surprises me that they don't have it. Like it didn't mirror the exact Alma Forte, right? That, and that's why I asked because I thought maybe they did. Yeah, because you got the Alma. The only other six though is the Alma Forte, and so you would think that these Habanos would. And would they have, have the, the same, same box, the yeah. ashtray box. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Call them up. Call them up. We'll roll ourselves. <laughs> Tell them, tell Invite them. Invite us to the factory. Tell them Jay Patterson needs to talk to whoever's in charge. Tom, I need to, I need to go to the factory. All right, but, what do you got next? But we don't want to pay for it. Oh, wait, wait, back up. Let's talk about that Placencia that you brought up. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, the uh, that Placencia. Let me go back to it. So the Alma del Fuego. So whenever we brought in Placencia initially, we we had the goal of making sure we have the. Uh, the Fuerte. And then in the past, 
We yeah, because originally you started out with the original. We had and well, the Koshek and one forty six. The one forty six, yeah, right. And so we knew those sold, but I had experience at the Silverleaf, the the uh, Alma Forte, right. And so whenever we were meeting with our rep for the first time, he had showed me their profile, and I said, "What's this red one?" And like, "Oh, that's a good mid range." I said, "Well." I need that because I want the bass, I want middle, and I want high. You know, I, I want to cover all the bases because if I bring in a cigar that's new, I want to make sure that I have something for everybody. Right. I don't want somebody to feel left out from trying something new because either it's too bold or it's too bland. And by bland, I mean... Mild. Very mild. Right. And so I want the different profiles. So... The Del Fuego has some spice to it. It's it's I've a solid that. medium. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. I would recommend there is a... Now, what Vitolas do you have of that? The Vitolas we have, I think what you would prefer is the uh, the Robusto. We have something similar to a Toro. And then we have... Uh, it's close to a Churchill. Okay. But... I think the Robusto would be perfect. I, I'm going to be by tomorrow. Okay. All right. We open at noon. I'll be there. <laughs> what else you got? Okay. So next on the list, the McAuliffe Grande Bold Matafina. We were just talking about that stick not long ago. In fact, uh, Dan was on a herf with us not long ago. And we were talking Dan about the Matafina. And... Uh, one of the people on the herf was like, you know, I don't care for the Matafina. I really like the Sumatra. And yeah. Dan made a good point on the Matafina. It's one of those cigars that you either love or you don't. And it's definitely a must try because for those of you that will love it, it's a stick like no other. I'd agree. Now, the, uh, the Matafina for me, it goes well and... I don't know if I'm a regular cigar smoker, honestly. Like if you put us in a in different categories, I'll smoke a Matafina first thing in the morning with some coffee. Right. It goes well with a medium to dark roast. And that's just a nice casual way to just open up the day before it happens to you. Well, let's dive into that statement you made. You don't know if you're a regular cigar smoker. Yes. Here's the way I would analyze it. Okay. Let's say we were on a deserted island, just the two of us, and they dropped enough food for one person and enough cigars for one person, and we're standing together in the middle. Yeah. If you start stepping towards the cigars, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> what kind of a smoker am I? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Psychotic, probably. I'm. I would have said, "Hey, go grab the cigars. I'll grab the food. We'll bring them close together, and then we'll parse them out." <laughs> Fuck the food. <laughs> We're not going to live that long anyway, or at least me. See, well, I'm much older than you, so I'm going to enjoy. 
I'll take the food because I can always sell it for cigars. No, there's no one else on the island. I'll sell it to you. You're going to be hungry. Okay, fair enough. All right, what you got next? All right, next, I got the Trinidad Espiritu. I've never smoked that stick. So this is a 100% Dominican cigar. Okay. Uh, Binder, filler, binder, filler, and wrapper. It's got a sweetness to it. It's a medium body cigar. Not real strong. Not real strong. It's a medium body cigar. And it is, it's a cigar you could smoke every day. But I got to be honest, and this is just me as a consumer, I don't think if the if history repeats itself i don't think it's going to be financially feasible as something to smoke every day okay so it's a pricier stick it's getting to be a pricier stick and again that that may be indicative of where the industry is but right it, now isn't that all sticks i mean that's just the nature of the beast right the nature of the beast currently and and scott and i have to take this with a grain of salt we're we're battling price changes almost weekly and the problem is is we like to think that we have a global understanding and we understand why things are being more expensive but at the same time we have to try to forecast and decide is this temporary to account for the increase in these overhead costs and can we eat that right and keep this affordable It's funny that you bring that up because I had a discussion with Scott today and we were talking about that kind in a different way, but the amount that the shipping to you has been costing as, you know, the logistical nightmare in America continues. And so he was even telling me that sometimes y'all have had an order and the shipping costs more than the order. Yes. And so I told him, I said, well, then that means the prices of those cigars are, have to go up. If you, if you, I mean, because you can't eat that much overhead. You can't. It's not feasible to keep the doors open. It's not. And that's where we, we have to try to forecast and be in direct communication with our reps to say, hey, is this temporary? Is this what it's going to be going forward? Now, the problem is we're just a small shop in Abilene, Texas you got the rest of the world to contend with. If the rest of the world decides, okay, yeah, that's the price, and start paying it, then the distributor is going to think, well, crap, we can make this much money. Right. And so the small guys get shat on right. with, with these increased charges. And so at some point, there's no choice but to change those prices to offset that cost. And so what Scott and I spend a good amount of time trying to figure out is based on what our correspondence with our reps are, do we feel that this is lip service or is it, is it really temporary to where for the interim we can eat these costs and keep the experience as pure as possible for our consumers and our clientele and our friends. It's our friends and our family that's coming in here. Right. Like we don't want to, you're Shove not trying the to gouge anyone, though. We know right. that. Right. And and we willingly stepped into this role as owner and manager. And so we're not in the, in the mode to shrug off any inconvenience of 
extra charges onto consumers. What we want to see is how much of that punch can we take? Right. And then how much can we expect our friends and family to absorb? Right. And so for the most part, and I don't know if I'm doing it right. Again, I did not ever go to business school. I'm a theology major. <laughs> <laughs> like Tim. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm a, Bill. Like Bill. I'm a theology major. I did not go to business school. I'm trying to learn this on the fly. And I think ultimately, if you treat people the way you want to be treated and you honor the people that come in with the same honors that you would re- expect, then then you'll be doing something right. The problem is consumerism and capitalism. Those things are just... It's a dictation. It, it's a dictation. I'll tell you what. If there were no taxes <laughs> right. on things... <laughs> taxes. We could do a whole show on taxes. And I would just say, Rob, let me, let me bitch for a bunch of minutes. And we'd go on with that. But just in a nutshell, we are blessed in Texas. Yes, absolutely. We are absolutely blessed in Texas. If you have friends in California, ask them to go to a cigar shop and ask you, and you know, ask them what cigars they have, and then compare that to the current Texas prices, you will see a disparity because taxes. the The shop can't eat that much. There's so much before. There's so much punches the shop can take before it gets knocked out. And so Scott and I are at this point where. Amidst COVID, we're taking all these blows, but we can take them. We, we've positioned ourselves to where I think we'll survive if we take a little bit more. And, and, so, and, that, and that's credit to what you've done with the LEAF because your community also has a level of understanding. Yes. That's where we want to be. Yeah. We never want to just hike the prices up. And, then, and you don't hike the prices up because you want to make more money. You're hiking the price up if whenever you are required to because the prices dictate that that's what you have to do. Right. And and that's something that's been instilled from Bill. Like You guys hang with, with Bill all the time, and, and he gives you guys a bunch of tobacco and cigar information. For me, he gave me a lot of business information. Yeah. Uh, one of... One of uh, two things that really stick with me uh, speak to this is we were I was in the office on uh, 1.0 or 2.0 sorry we're in the office and there was a price change alert that comes up in his email and he's very mad and we talk about it for a while and he leans back in his chair and he says you know what Jay, we're here to make money. We're not here to be greedy. I want you to remember that. And I remember that. That's one of the things that stick with me. We have cigars that we can sell for $80 a stick. But no, I'm, I'm not going to because... And people that are business savvy will be like, you're a fucking idiot. But we're here for the experience. We're not here to be greedy. We're not going to gouge anybody. We're going to survive, and we're going to do as much as we can to keep the experience the same. Well, you know, it makes me think back to an interview I had with a certain cigar company owner. 
And I told him that we won't let just anyone sponsor our show. We're very dialed in to, is this a good company? Do they make a good product? Do they have good customer service? And if you don't meet the criteria, we're not going to allow you to be a sponsor. And he said, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And I was like, I'm not going to promote something that I don't believe in, period. That's not who I am. You know what I mean? And so I appreciate that because I think that's the community. It's yeah. it's it's not about... I mean, everybody's got to make a living, I understand, but at the same time, you're not trying to screw the community that you love. Right. And it's it goes back to if you make it to the top, are you reaching up or are you pulling at somebody up that's below you? Right. You know, if you if you make to the next rung, are you helping somebody else or are you just focused on kicking where the people you're going? below you so you can keep <laughs> climbing? Right. <laughs> and I don't know. I th- I think we're doing okay, but um, I don't even know how we got on that tangent. That's just the way it goes, man. That's You're on Cigar Talk. The way it goes, son. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to have another drink. All right. Hey, you got another one for us? Yes. All right. So this one, and I got a shout out to Big Tony. I'll call you. Oh. Big Tony, I'm going to call you. I was just thinking about Big Tony yesterday thinking, I want to get him back over here. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Big Tony, for anybody that doesn't know the name, he reps for Espinosa. So, my long next, time in the business. Long time. My next on the list is the Espinosa 601 Habano. Great cigar. Mm. Great yeah. cigar. Big time. And that's a Habano that does have some strength. It does. You know, a lot of Habanos are more of the medium, medium plus. That one ramps it up a little bit. It does. And when you look at it, just off of the looking the ocular inspection of the cigar it looks real dark it looks overwhelming it looks oily it's not though the um the complexity will ramp it up on the back third to a medium full maybe just full depending on your palate but the flavors and that and that's the big thing for me is okay it can be strong but flavorful and those are two independent uh, rubrics to judge a cigar by. And so what you have is, with the Espinosa 601 Habano, you have all these flavors, and they're very rich and bold, but you're not getting dizzy because you're getting nicotine right, poisoning. Right, right. Yeah. It's full flavor. It's not full nicotine. Now, how how's that Tabanero treating you over there? It is very well. Very well constructed. I see you down into like, the final third. Look at that final third. And it it's is, still burning very pretty. Well, yes. Look at that construction. I mean, that's so nice. That's, that's nearly a razor-sharp burn. And, on the uh, final third. On the final third. And I, most cigars, when you get down to the final third, you're just happy it's still burning. Right. And mine went out because I think I talked too much. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. The... The construction, sorry, the construction does play a big integral role in the, in the experience. experience. Yeah, bad construction, bad experience. Absolutely, that's that's the way I see it. That is that is the way. I mean, the to me, it's a fifty fifty. 
the construction is 50% of it and the blend and the tobacco is 50% of it. But if it doesn't have good construction, I can't enjoy it if it's a great blend. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you're 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 working too much. You're I don't want to work. Touching it up, or you're and I don't want to work. Yeah, I just want to relax and enjoy a good cigar. Bingo. That that's the experience that you're looking for. If you say you you have a crappy job, a lot of us do, and I get that. I had a bunch, but if you have a crappy job and you smoke cigars, you want to go smoke a cigar and just decompress. Yes. You don't want to work more for that experience because then at the end of it, you put work in. <laughs> right. and you're like, what the hell did I do? I don't this work for? for these people. I paid for that stick. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, it, that's the one thing that really chaps my ass on bad construction. It's like, and you know what? I get it on occasional. You're going to get a bad stick. It's a handmade product. Right. But when companies just keep putting out bad construction cigars, then you know it's about the greed. Yeah. They don't care about you. They're not there to make money, just to be greedy. Right. Yeah. So anyway, what else you got, brother? All right, next. All right. This is number 15. So... We're closing in on the top 10 or, you know, again, no particular order. I don't know why I said top 10. It's no particular order. This is just cigars. I think that you uh, should as try Jay Patterson. You should try. And this one is for those that have tried the mild cigars. You want to try something a little bit different. You want to step into a cigar that has more transi- transition points, a little bit more flavor profile. But it's not going to make you dizzy and put you on your butt. Okay. La Gloria Cabana Spanish Press. Dude, I don't think I've ever had that stick. So that stick, it's got a nice floral sweetness to it. So it makes it pleasant on the palate. Okay. It is a solid medium cigar. I like. It burns really well because it's a box press. Very nice. And for the price of the cigar... It's very affordable, at least here in Texas. Right. I guess and now I have to... You have to preface that. I have to preface this. In Texas, yeah. it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> here in Texas, I'll tell you what, America. <laughs> in Texas, America, it's affordable. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to try that, too. Yeah, it is a... It is so, a, right now, I've got the Placencia Red Band. Yeah. And Gloria Cabana. There you go. The Spanish press. That is, and a you're going to send me that unique. list so I can put these in the show notes. Yeah, I, I did the work for you, Thank so you. I got all of the. Uh, <laughs> I got the list now. Not for the last show. I know because I was in my garage, and that's you know, as you know, that's where I keep a lot of my spirits. Right, and um, <laughs> you really spent time putting that together. <laughs> I, got, I spent time. I spent time on the floor. Uh, anyway. Yes, I will send you the list. Thank you. All right. So, number 16, Esteban Carrera. So, Esteban Carrera makes a stick. When they first developed this stick, they had no idea what the exact blend was. So, they gave essentially what they want the flavor profile to be and what the experience should be for this stick. They went down to the factory, smoked it, and this is where they got the name. As 
the owners of the company smoked the stick, they said, this is like crack. Now, <laughs> now, I don't know if you have to PG or whatever the show now, but they now call this the, the Esteban Carrera, Mr. Brownstone. And so the wow, brownstone, nice. The brownstone. The first thing that if I you're noticed, a, if you're a if you're a uh, fan, yeah, of uh, Guns and Roses, you get that reference. Oh yeah, and that's where they got the name from, Mister Brownstone. Mister Brownstone. That's awesome. Yeah, and do you have that song? And that's a, and that's a full bodied cigar. It is. It's a full bodied cigar, but. What's very unique about it is very few cigars will will put off a lot of smoke like a choo-choo train. Like this? Yeah. The Mr. Brownstone puts off a lot of smoke, so you will smoke out a room. Just to warn you, you'll smoke out the room that you're smoking in, but it's very good. Nice. Yeah. I I've smoked that, but it's been at least three or four years ago and i'll tell you what i think i'm not sure if within that time frame that this vitola came out but they have the the presidente how big is that that sounds like an eight incher you think so but it is ready yeah a six by 46 oh really yeah it's a corona wow i was thinking at least the eight inch probably by 40 yeah it is uh it's called the president's own and it is a nice, small ring gauge, decent length cigar. Oh, well, i got to try that because yeah. I've never had that one. Yeah. I had like a Toro or bigger. Right. Whatever that is. The, uh, I think it's the Rubuso Grande. Okay. Yeah. I remember it was it was bigger. Mm-hmm. Definitely try it. It is very good. Uh, one of those that must try cigars of this year, uh, followed by another Esteban Carrera. Now, this one is new. Okay. So, I know that uh, when you and Brian started this list, the there are certain rules that it had to be available. You couldn't be like a stick from 1987. Right, right. That your grandfather gave and, you. And it can't be really limited editions that right. are hard to get. Exactly. So, this one is new. It is coming out. Um, I had the pleasure of actually smoking one, and this recently made the list. And not on the very bottom. I had to push it up to number 17. Uh, the Esteban Carrera Chupacabra 10th Anniversary. Oh, wow. So, for those of you that are familiar with the Esteban Carrera cigars, you know that they incorporate the pigtail. Uh, in time, I believe those pigtails are going to go away. And it's just going to be a standard smooth cap. Really? Really, I like the pigtails. I like the pigtails too, but the boxing mechanism, or the the way they box the cigars, is such a way that with the filler involved, when you pull that cigar out of the box, unless the shop has pulled the filler out, you rip the pigtail off more times than not. Oh, really? They're because they're not in cellophane. And yes, and that is one of the biggest. Uh, the biggest feedbacks they've received was those pigtails just come right off. Yeah, because you're they're saturated in those oils, and right. when you put them in the box, it's like a glue almost over time. So then when you pull them out, it just pulls the pigtail off. Yeah, and, you and then you don't even have to cut it. <laughs> right, it's 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 more convenient, but you don't know exactly how long that's been sitting at the post office or at 
at the depot. And so as it as it ages and dries a little bit, you pull that pigtail out, it just snaps right off. It's a clean snap for the most part, but still you lose that experience of having a pigtail. Right. So they decided, well, let's the 10th anniversary, we'll do a smooth cap. So be on the lookout for the Esteban Carrera Chupacabra 10th anniversary. That is a primo smoke. And do you have it? I have it on order. Okay. Let me know when that comes in also, please. I will. I was thinking I'm, I'm making a list of what I'm picking up tomorrow. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, number 18 is the Romacraft Whiskey Rebellion out of the Intemperance line. Bradford. This one, I don't know if you've smoked before. It's more of the Robusto size. It's, I believe, a 5x54 or a 6x54. Uh, it's got a semi-bushy foot. It's a nice, hard-medium smoke. Okay. I would say hard-medium because on the very last of the back third, it'll it'll ramp up. up. It'll ramp up. You get a lot of spice and pepper in there. Uh, but it is... Is it full-bodied on the nicotine strength, or is it medium? I I classify it as full. Okay. Yeah. I think that most Roma Crafts, I lean towards their full. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty strong cigars. Unless you get into, like, the Intemperance. But, like, the Cro-Magnum. What's the Tan Ban? The Cro-Mag Tan Ban? Oh, the... Uh you don't talk about there's not a tan band in the chromag but are you thinking about the saber tooth no 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 you what you have the intemperance aquitaine aquitaine yeah the aquitaine is full-bodied the chromagnum is full-bodied then the anderthal is full-bodied you know what i mean they're they're not messing around they're not messing around and they their blends are exquisite yes so if you get to try one Whiskey Rebellion Bradford. Okay. I, I don't think I've had that one. I haven't had one with the curly foot. The bushy foot? The bushy foot. Curly foot, bushy foot. You know what I mean. The curlies. The shortened curlies? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is a another boutique cigar. Uh, this one comes out of, uh, I believe, Nicaragua. Or uh, Bryant might know. Uh, Ohana. DR. Or Nicaragua. Dude, I smoked the Ohana last week. I was in the shop, and you, you moved them because they're right next to the, my father's now. They are, yes. Yeah, and I, I don't know where they were before, but because you put them next to my go-tos, I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke one of those. Yeah, the uh, so those See, if also... you shuffle stuff around, I see stuff. <laughs> so those are also, unfortunately, uh, we, have bo- uh, we tried to have a boutique selection or section and uh, and that just there's so many. I don't know how, that you, how you can have a boutique selection. There's, I mean, half of your humidor is boutique, right? So I mean, there's no way to make a section just of boutiques, right? That's one of those things that uh, what we'll do is we'll incorporate in 4.0. <sighs> we'll have several humidors. We'll have. Rob cigars, you'll have, you'll, cigars. Hey, hey, you'll have multi-level <laughs> humidor. Yeah. Now, the Ohana Pulse Maduro. Great stick. I smoked it, it last very week. Very good stick. So, a long time ago, we carried the Ohana 
and then they sort of fell off the map. And we kind of wrote it out. Bill sold the shop to us. We rebuilt it, rebuilt the humidor, brought Ohana back in. I remember, and it is the consistency of Ohana that it is the same as it was back in the day. Oh, really? There's, I can't, I can't pinpoint any changes. The, the consistency with Ohana has been perfect. Why? Well, I, I can tell you when I smoked one last week, the construction was of beauty. Yes. And I was like, I, I like this stick. I haven't smoked it before. Yeah. And, um, I remember the first time I had one, I had, I had smoked it with just black coffee and it had paired so well that it is, it has become a staple. If I'm just going to drink coffee all day, I'm going to have one. I like it because, you know, I drink coffee all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. What else you got? All right. Okay. So we're going to hammer through the final count. Okay. Ready? Yeah. How many is on the final count? All right. So we're on number 20. So if we got the five. And if you want the uh, six honorable mentions. Awesome. All right. Let's go. All right. Firing it off here. Drew Estate Undercrown 10. That stick chocolate now that's the new one it is right i don't think i've smoked it yet that one if you smoke that one with a hot cup of black coffee you are going to think you're drinking hot chocolate really yep nice yeah that stick and i can't remember the other one but it had just transitioned that coffee into just straight up hot chocolate what i will say about that cigar even though i haven't smoked it great presentation yeah with that, with that gold ribbon, ribbon down, down the side, the side yeah. great presentation. Yeah. And you can always count on Drew Estate for a great presentation. Absolutely. All right, what you got next? Number 21, and Bryant knows, Roma Craft 2021 Craft. Yes. So they have, yes. two, they, they have two versions of this. They have one similar to the Sabretooth, one si- similar to the uh, uh, Black right. Irish. I, I prefer the Black Irish version, the, uh, the Maduro with the candela. Uh, I think that's a beautiful stick. It's a beautiful stick. Absolutely. So this one's a figurado. Now, is the Black Irish a limited edition? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And exquisite. Because they're not readily available all the time. Not all the time. But particularly with the Craft 2021, I know we're just like in the gray area of the rules. But yeah. a lot of shops have them. This year... Roma Craft did not release a list of shops that have the craft, and so they didn't get bought out right away. Nice. And so a lot of shops still have, like the Leaf, they have Craft 2021. Nice. And uh, and it is just, it's it's a phenomenal stick. It's All right. Well, there's one more for my list tomorrow. There you go. And then uh, uh, the Oliva Master Blend number three. Great stick. Great stick. Great stick. I don't see that cigar on enough lists. Right. That's a really good stick. Absolutely. Because that is my second favorite Oliva. My first one is going to be the Melanio V. Mm-hmm. But those two cigars are two separate, different cigars. You know what I mean? Yes. Night and day. Yes. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. 
Okay, this next one comes again from Romacraft. It's the Aquitaine Sabretooth. Great now, stick. It is a limited edition, but Sabretooth has been coming out the last few years in a row. Um, there is a Sabretooth uh, somewhere. You can buy a Sabretooth. And to be fair, when we said they have to be available, it was not a one and done. Oh, right, right, right. So you can still get them. Yes, you can still get them. Uh, number 24. This one is hard to get a little bit because of production and availability of the materials involved. It is the Arturo Fuente Hasakuba Divine Inspiration. Now, this one, if you want to get a similar profile, you'll go with the, uh, I would say, the La Gloria Cubana Spanish Press. But the uh, Divine Inspiration... That is that is probably a close, close second. Unless you're viewing it from the other side, then the Spanish press is a close second. The Divine Inspiration has that floral sweetness to it. Very good cigar. Okay. And then finally, number 25. Martinez Flatiron Maduro. Great stick. Great, great stick. stick. Absolutely great. And I appreciate you most because you introduced that to me. And we finally hooked up with Martinez, and we carry that in the humidor now. And, and if you haven't had it, that's one you should definitely try because it's different than most cigars. Absolutely. I mean, when I, and just knowing that it came from New York and the Martinez family up there, it's like when you look at it, it just looks different. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And then you smoke it. And I, I'll tell you this. When I smoked one for the first time in many, many months... I was like, holy crap, this is actually a pretty strong cigar, too. It was not one that needs to be, like, thought of lightly. It was a full-bodied cigar, and the nicotine punch was, like, spot on. Well, that's definitely on my list, too. So what do you got next? All right, next. Let's see what we got here. So next, after the Master Blend... Or, no, the, sorry, the Sabretooth. Yeah. So, after the Sabretooth. No, 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 no. We you did, did the Master in, Blend. We did Divine Inspiration. Right. Divine Inspiration. Okay. So, next. So, in case everybody knows, Jay had to run out and pee. So, that's why he doesn't know where he is. But go ahead, Jay. I think we finished the 25 because the, the Flat Iron Maduro was number 25. Awesome. So, um, give us your honorable mentions. All right. So, honorable mentions. And I'll be pretty chill now because I just peed like four gallons of water. <laughs> you feel better. I feel so much better. Good. Um, honorable mention number one is the Arturo Fuente. Don Carlos, Personal Reserve. Oh, yeah. That's a good stick. Great stick. It's got great present presentation. Um, it's it's a good stick to try. Like, if it's not cheap, it's not on the low end of the uh, finances. But it's not, it's not crazy expensive. But it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think everybody should try at least one. Now, I would say that's one that you want to try three or four times. And it's it's, it's got some complexity to it that you're going to miss if you just smoke it once. Yeah. And there's different Don Carlos uh, cigars. The personal reserve is just basically 
the robusto size of the uh, eye of the shark. Right. Yeah. And well, uh, the robusto size of the uh, the number four. The the story goes, as I'm told, that after some medical issues, uh, Carlito, no, 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 uh, uh, his dad, I can't remember his name. Grandpa. Grandpa Grandpa (laughs) couldn't hold the cigar in his mouth, and so he needed a bigger size, um, and so that's where the four came from. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Number two, the Hoya de Monterey, El Torcedore. I think that's a great stick. Have you had one? I have. So that is a very good stick, and I'm glad that we brought those in. But again, it's such... Here's here's the thing. Our clientele looks for like the, the pop and the, the awe. Um, but we have another portion of our clientele that are very just... I like the and, and, right and, and, and to me that is like old school exactly you know what I mean when I see that stick it's like it's kind of like Buffalo Trace whatever they make is good because they know what they're doing yeah you know what I mean Buffalo Trace doesn't make any shitty whiskeys yeah and that's how I see Hoya del Monterey and and for these folks you look at the box and and here's the thing. And one of the one of the pieces of wisdom that Bill disposed upon me was if ever you come across a cigar that somebody's trying to get you to carry, look to see first if it's super flashy, if the presentation is super, super catchy. Now it's it's a fine line. One, you want to stand out to where you sell your product. Right. But two, what you have to consider is, is your product good enough to sell itself or do you lean on heavily? And how much does all that flashy product design go into adding expense to a cigar? You know what I mean? You got to pay for that. So sometimes... Look at Gurkha. (laughs) (laughs) So what I was going to say, I mean... Like the Hoya de Monterey, when you look at it, it's not flashy. When I look at that stick, it's like, that's old school. Yeah. And it's a great stick. It's a great stick. The box is plain. as It looks it, it like is, they did 20 years ago. It's a legitimate, just a box. Right. Yeah. So that would be my honorable mention number two. Uh, number three, I put this on number three because it is very limited. Okay. But if you can get it, it is damn worth trying it is so freaking good if you are a fan of drew estate maduros the unico line year of the rat never had it it is it comes in more of i i don't even know if it's a lonsdale it's a long corona size so it's it's i want to say it's a 42 by seven or maybe six so it's Toro, so it's almost a Lonsdale. Yeah. It's got gold foil wrap on the first two thirds. It's very beautiful. So again, going back to that eye catchiness, but it is worth it. Okay. Like that is, I think it just stands out because it's like, if you can see it, you know, it's available, buy it. 
and try it. Like, it's not worth sitting in the humidor and not smoking, just looking at it every day. That's the whole, do I savor? Do I save? Do I? You know, I don't do that with any cigars. I know you don't. <laughs> Whatever I've got, that's what I'm smoking. <laughs> I know. But but that is a very good cigar to, to jump into and try. If you can get a, a, your hands on some, uh, definitely go gra- gra- grab at least one, maybe two, as much as you can get. Okay. It's a good stick. Nice. Good to know. Um, number four. Number four. And this one, we don't carry. At okay. least not yet. But, you know... Uh, I've been going down to Fort Worth for my son. Right. And I found a hotel that's close to uh, Good Karma. Of course you did. <laughs> and the Aladino. Oh, the dude, Alad- the Aladino. Aladino Corojo Reserva. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. You can find that stick. You buy yourself a box if you can afford it. Now, I'm not saying just take out a mortgage and buy a box. I want you to buy a box if you can afford it because it is worth it. It is phenomenal. Aladino. Yeah, oh. I'm a huge Aladino fan. And that's one I would love to see in the humidor because, and you named my favorite. The Corojo Reserva yeah. is, like, to me, the best. Now, out. have you had their Cameroon? I haven't. I think you're going to want to try that next time. It's got the red Aladino band, oh. and it's phenomenal. Uh, the Cigar Pulpit show has uh, their sponsorship is from Riverman's in mm-hmm. St. Louis, and they carry them, and they sent us some. And how was it, Mr.? It, it was it was amazing. Brian said delicious, so it's dang good. But still, for me, he prefers the Cameroon. I still go with the Corojo Reserva. That nice. stick is, oh, it's Off been a charts. long time since I've been able to enjoy one of those. I will say this again. The leaf doesn't carry it, but show love to brick and mortar. Call good karma. Yeah, you know who does carry it is uh, Paladin in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Great guys, Aaron and Matthew. Call them up; they will hook you up because they carry the full line of Aladinos. Oh, there you go. You can get all of them. Yeah, great guys. Heck yeah! All right, what else you got? All right, ready? good, good, good choices. Uh, so coming up, number five. This one, a lot of people don't know of or at least it's fallen off the map a little bit it's the oscar 2012 barber pole so we just had some of those in our gift bag from sean did you really dude sean took care of us on that and have you had uh the uh 2012 it's like a short robusto box press you know the which one I'm talking about. What's what Vitola? Was it Robusto? It's a Robusto box yeah. press. Okay, yeah. Great stick. You know we have those. No, I did not know that. <laughs> Where are those at in the humidor? Right underneath the AJ Fernandez. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. But uh great stick. It everybody that smokes cigars that's tasted Candela in its purest form knows how punchy it is. 
when you barber pole that with a Maduro or a Habano, really and it mellows just really it out. Mellows it out because I can't smoke a Candela, yeah, a straight up Candela. I remember when we tr- we smoked them on the show one time, and as I was toasting the foot, I was like, "That smells funky." <laughs> yeah, it it does smell funky, and and I will say one thing about Candela: it is such a fragile wrap. Really, it'll crack, it'll pop, but if you can supplement it with something else. And it holds integrity. So the Maduro really solidifies that wrapper. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Because yeah. in general, Maduros are a thicker, more robust wrapper in the first place. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen even Connecticut wrappers that stand up to normal, I would say, either normal cutting or normal, not dropping, but just setting down. Uh, a lot better than most Candelas. Candelas, if you jostle it in any way, some of the blends, you're going to just expect cracks because you can't ocularly, ocularly see these micro fractures that transpire. But as you burn it and the tobacco breaks. Well, that's good to know because it's really just one of the side effects of being a Candela. Yeah. That's just. And so you're not really experiencing a bad cigar. That's just part of it. Right. So if you expect that, you're not going to be like bent out of shape about it. Exactly. So if you if you have a candela and it cracks on you, don't be don't be butthurt. That's it's a fragile wrap, but you're still going to get that flavor profile. And you know, I take that same look at cigar companies that build cigars with some like real fine thin wrappers because it gives you a different overall flavor profile mm-hmm. but it's it's like if i know that going in if i get a crack in it i don't get pissed because that's part of it you know what i mean yeah totally different you got to know your product exactly so you got to know what you're getting into before you even light it up right like, i mean if you light one up and it starts cracking you get pissed you're like well you didn't know what you didn't know yeah it goes back to the experience like what are what's the presuppositions that you're coming in with right uh versus what you're ultimately going to experience if you don't it this is a good point in the show to point out the fragility of the candela because if you smoke a candela and it doesn't crack that's awesome but just know that the candelas you smoke because of their fragility they may crack don't don't shove it off and don't throw it in the ashtray saying it's a crap cigar it's you're still going to get that flavor you're still going to get that experience it's just not going to look pretty that's why i always carry duct tape (laughs) i gotta get you on the pectin (laughs) duct tape (laughs) all right what's what's your last one all right and finally this one, this one I typically post online as hashtag cigar treasures. Oh, wow. I'm intrigued. And I've only posted, I think, three or four hashtag cigar treasures. Okay. We have come across through careful excavation of our backstock room. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Several boxes. Of the Room 101 Payback. Which has just been aging. We have been aging this cigar. 
since 2017. Wow. It's so good. I thought, what the hell is this? So already they're aged when they get to the shop, and now you've added four years of just perfectly humidification and time. Yes. And so when you smoke one, just know it may be a different experience if you have an (laughs) <laughs> you have one from somewhere you know, else <laughs> previous years uh, this one has been well kept since 2017 so that's my experience with the the payback and so on my list is the room 101 big payback from 2017 it says nice right nice from 2017 hey, and i'll tell you what brian brought me one so thank did you he really? brian he did because oh, he nice. told me how you screwed me and you gave him one and didn't no, give me one what that was verbatim what you said <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm sorry if i did <clears throat> i'm serious <laughs> So anyway, hey man, here you can have this. No, Some, I, somebody left this. Oh on the yeah, table. somebody left that one just laying there. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now I got two. Uh, Brad's gonna so, fight you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Okay, I thought he had his pistol in his hand. I, he looks like he. I does. thought he had his phone in his hand. I was like, dude, serious? <laughs> I'm kidding. So, hey, man, thanks for coming on the show and giving us your list. I know a lot of people asked me about it, and they wanted to get that, so we appreciate yeah. you taking the time, coming on the show. And uh, we're going to be doing the Patriot, Patriot, the Patreon show next, the Light em Up Crew. Light em Up. We want to say thank you to all our Patreons. If you'd like to support the show, look in the show notes. You can become a Patreon. We also do an after show that's just for those guys. And so, I hope you enjoyed the show this week. And until next time, keep smoking. Boom.